Orphan Black, the next chapter, is back for season two, and it's bigger than ever. The official continuation of the hit TV show stars Emmy Award-winning actress Tatiana Maslany as all of the clones. And this season, she's joined by original TV show cast members Jordan Gavaris as Felix, Evelyn Brochu as Delphine, and Christian Brune as Donnie. Season two picks up where season one left off with, spoiler alert, the secret of the clones finally exposed to the general public. Hundreds of previously unaware clones grapple with the news that they are part of a massive military science experiment. Meanwhile, anti-clone protesters fight to have the clones' rights restricted. Caught in the middle, the Sestras want peace, and when an unforeseen threat turns their world upside down, they must join forces with former enemies to protect the ones they love. Orphan Black, the next chapter, is available right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to listen and subscribe, or visit realm.fm for more information. Uh, to just introduce the film first, before I bring up the filmmakers, we have a clip. So if you don't... Have any of you seen the film? Cool. Do, do any of you know nothing about the film? Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, What's well, a fun one? Uh, well, we'll show the clip first, and then we'll bring up the filmmakers, and we'll have a conversation. I was meant to be there at that auction sale. I had been buying up little odd and end stuff, you know. Uh, I had seen the grill at the front of the storage building. I bid on it and uh, ended up in buying it. We took the grill away after the sale was over. It was the last piece we loaded and the last piece we unloaded. So I drugged the old grill. I said, well, let's just see what this is. And I opened the grill up. I pulled this thing out, and it sort of looked like driftwood, you know, shaped odd, and uh, but it's kind of heavy, so I know it wasn't driftwood. He let out a yell in the building. Sounded like a war hoop. My hand was dripping wet with cholesterol. What done run out of it? Mom, I said, what? My mother and her boyfriend come running, and they said, well, what did you find, Shannon? He said, it's a human foot. They said, a what? I said, a foot. And they said, a what? You're full of it. No, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. I said, a foot, you know, five toes and five toenails. Cool. So please welcome up the directors of Finders Keepers, Clay Tweel and Brian Carberry. Thanks cool. for having us. <laughs> so, um, before we uh, get into the film, do you just want to talk about how you two uh, kind of linked up um, to collaborate? Because this is the first time you guys have worked together? Yes, correct. Uh, back in uh, 2010, uh, I was making a film called Make Believe, and uh, Seth Gordon and Ed Cunningham are producers that are on Finders Keepers as well. Uh, we're producing that. And... Um, Brian came on and did some uh, assistant editing and graphics work for us, and that's how we met, uh, um, through actually Stephen Klein, right? He was producing that film as well, and so we started working back then, and kind of, you know, you find people you like to work with, you try to stick with them. So, uh, so do you want to talk about how uh, the story of Finders Keepers uh, came into your uh, life? So that was our uh, producer, Ed Cunningham, um, who had... 
this was back in 2007. It was on CNN. It was on all the you know channels, and he saw it and uh, you know managed to track down our subjects in North Carolina. Uh, did some detective work, and uh, you know got to talk talk to them, got them to open up to him and trust you know trust what he, that he wasn't going to exploit them like every other media outlet was doing at the time. Um, yeah. And uh, and then uh, and when did you guys? Um Start. When did you guys become involved with the project? How long have you actually been working on this film? Sure. So uh, when Ed came back in 2008 with that first footage that he shot on a little handy cam, he brought it back and showed Seth and, and myself, and we tried it to start kind of you know sifting through it and, and organizing it a little bit. Um, but the the project kind of we didn't know where it was going or what was happening back then, and uh, you know it wasn't until uh, Ed asked Brian to kind of come on and, and help do some logging and uh, then Brian kind of really spearheaded to say, let's try to get this movie done and figure out a way to, you know, get some more shooting and, and wrap the story up. So, so just so you guys know, if that haven't seen the film, the, with the foot, it becomes kind of a, um, a, a feud between the men or a battle for the, um, who owns the right to this leg, uh, the, uh, the original or the man who now has bought it um, through this auction. And so that's where... And it is a documentary. It is a documentary, yes. surprisingly, and has pretty incredible twists and turns. So uh, what, was the, uh, what, what was it like uh, um, going through these stories, uh, the story with these men? Um, you know, was, is there a, 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 a day that stands out to you that, uh, that you were shooting, that you were just kind of, uh, um, just kind of in awe of the film that, and the story you were capturing? Um, yeah, and it was, uh, we had limited time out there, um, and so you really don't have time to think or, uh, adjust, you know, between these huge interviews where they drop some bombshells on you, but you're also trying to check this box off, check this box off, shoot this, shoot that, um, so, you know, asking them questions, they would say something where you're like, wait, what? Like, you know, let's explore that further, um, but you really can't, uh, you know, it doesn't all make sense until we got back to LA and had some time to decompress and then go over the footage and we're like, wow, there's, there's something here. And uh, what would you say is, or when, what, was there like a day that stood out or a kind of moment that like, that kind of was, was the, where you felt like you maybe had the story or you just kind of felt like you saw the film completely? Um, I said, I'd like to say yes, but uh, the moment uh, Shannon, the, the guy who found the leg, uh, he goes to a reality uh, TV show we were, you know, filming, and just how that all played out, uh, I realized that okay, this, you know, something about this feels right. The character. Um, what would uh, another question I have is um, um, what what I think is really impressive about this film is how um, well it balances kind of uh, the humor, but also the kind of humanity of the characters. Is that something? Is that a, a, an active conversation or? Or, or is that just something kind of uh, natural um, within just the storytelling? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that a lot. Um, because these guys, like Brian said, have been exploited uh, by other media outlets, we wanted to be very careful not to do that. And to, um, you know, I think in, in some of our past movies, uh, what we've learned via Seth and Ed, I think, a lot, is having your finger on the pulse of, letting your characters tell their side of the story completely and not trying to judge them. Um, so, you know, we did King of Kong or Make Believe. Like, we didn't want to have the 
audience directly laughing at these video game players uh, or these teenage magicians. So we, we want to try to, you know, it's, it's always a fine line that you have to, to, to toe there. Um, and we wanted to do that here. Both, both of the men um, in the film, the, the main subjects, they, uh, there's a lot of stuff that they're both struggling with that we learn about, um, kind of behind everything. Um, what is, uh, they've seen the film, I assume, like what, what is their kind of response? Is it a difficult watch for them or? Um, I think we were pretty worried about what, you know, they'd put all this trust in us, you know, cause we said, no, we're not gonna exploit you like, you know, so-and-so did. Um, so they had to wait so many years uh, to finally see what we were putting together of their story's deepest secrets and history. Um, so we were on pins and needles, but it, it was a great reaction. They, they called us up uh, after they saw it. They said they laughed, they cried. Um, I think there was some closure uh, for them in this, you know, this uh, epic you know, struggle they've gone out since, you know, since he found the leg in the grill. Um, so it was, it was nice to hear that, you know, we have their stamp of approval. My, my favorite thing, one of uh, the main character, John, whose leg it was uh, that the battle was over, uh, his sister said, um, she said, I feel like I've been watching this story through a knot hole in the fence, and you guys just knocked the fence down, which I thought was, like, quite poetic and nice. Um, yeah, that's that's the, another incredible thing in the film, too, is is the, the two men are kind of... a maybe kind of lost within their, their own heads, but their family members and everyone around them have such clear perspective on what's going on. So like, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's the real kind of humanity, I feel like, of the film is, is how the, the family kind of reacts to this kind of story. They, they think it's just as crazy as you, the audience, do. So they're, they're a pretty incredible group. Right, it's good to have uh, that proxy audience voice of just like, what the hell is this? And these people are, you know? And it's great that they're related to him, and, and they're very opinionated. It's great. And, and so John came out here. How has how the festival been for him? I, you know, uh, He's having a great time. Uh, it's been nice to hang out with him. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's comfortable uh, in front of crowds and cameras, I feel like. So it's gone well for him, and it's been nice to finally just hang out with him without having to work and get information from him on a camera. And, uh, and what about you guys? Uh, I know that you got the world premiere two days ago. How, how's, how's it been so far? How was the first screening? It was awesome. Uh, we really enjoyed it because, you know, we have our, our rough cut test screenings, you know, and it's probably at most uh, 10 to 15 people that we're playing it for. And, you know, we premiered at the mark and to have 500 people. Uh, and it just, you know, to hear those laughs was... You know, Brian and I kind of turned around and looked at each other after a couple minutes. It's just like, Jesus, man. I, you know, you don't expect it. You hope for it. But uh, it was a great feeling. It was literally the first time I've enjoyed that movie. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, has, has any any uh, surprising responses to the film yet? Or is it kind of... I mean, yeah, it's surprising. We've gotten a, a fair amount of reviews out of our, our P&I screening. And over the last couple uh, days for our, our screenings here, and it's all been good. I mean, I've, I've kind of never seen uh, such a positive response before, so I'm, you know, very surprised. And, uh, and do you wanna just, uh, so what are you, are you guys already on to the next projects? <laughs> you seem like you're ready to be on to the next one, but uh, um, are you guys on, on to your next projects? Do you wanna talk a little bit about that? Or? Uh, sure. Um, the next uh, project that I'm going to be working on is about uh, former NFL football player Steve Gleason. And uh, in the same month that he was diagnosed with ALS, 
he found out his wife was pregnant. Um, and it's, he filmed everything. So imagine this very strong uh, football player and being able to watch him turn into, uh, you know, uh, just trapped in this body that can't move. Um, it's very powerful, but also inspirational. He uses it as a way to kind of figure out what he wants to do with his life. I'm just uh, writing a script. Uh, if anybody has some money out there and wants to help make it, I'm kidding. But um, I think we have some time for some uh, questions from the audience. If anyone has, yeah, we'll go to you first. I uh, first of all, I was I was at that Mark screening. Uh, I contributed to the laughs. I'm glad you appreciated it. Yes, thank um, you. I I, th I thought it was really interesting. There was an interview early on where uh, Shannon starts talking about kind of the childhood of John as something that was not accessible to him. And it was a kind of a subtle nod to some class issues that were an undercurrent um, that, that were not then addressed later in the film, but I thought were a really nice, subtle framing of everything we saw. I wonder if you, d did you spend time thinking about how to, do we include that? Do we you know, not do too much? And how you found that balance? Because I thought it was a wonderfully executed. Uh, thanks. Um, and yeah, we, we had conversations about that. And again, once we, stupid, you know, really basic log line, but once we started digging and got all this material and all these interviews, uh, it just became a question of how, what we could include without like, you know, shoving too much into this, you know, 84 minutes. And that was, you know, we, we talked about that uh, particular point for a while. Is this movie about class warfare? Is it, you know, well, what, what are our prevailing themes that we want to you know, acknowledge? And um, so that's where we ended up on that one. Yeah, I, I love that soundbite in the movie. Uh, I think it's very important. And it made me realize, just added another extra little layer about a potential motivation of why Shannon would want to keep someone else's leg. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of an extra, like, screw you to John. Do we have any more questions? Um, I'll have another question. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not often that you have uh, um, um, documentaries that are so funny. Are, 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 there, are there other documentaries that you kind of look up to or do you look up to, to narratives? What do, you, what do you kind of, what do you, what do you, you know, looking in, inspired by when you're making this film? Uh, so many things. Yeah, I, I love documentaries where you can uh, kind of laugh along with the, with the characters as well. I, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, am, I think that our sensibility and, you know, coming from uh, the Kong world with Seth and Ed and kind of being in that headspace, our, our references are, are all over the place, whether it's uh, uh, Wes Anderson, you know, we love that kind of uh, Rushmore, bottle rocket type of feel, quirkiness. Yeah, and do you, see this, do you see this as a comedy? Like, do you consider it that? Would you call it that? <laughs> you totally misinterpreted the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it, it's a comedy, and, um, you know, tragic comic has been mentioned before, um, like King of Kong, which, you know, for me was a big, uh, something we aspire to, I think, where you're able to laugh at these characters who are actually genuinely funny, um, and then also while, you know, learning something about their maybe darker backstories. Back to the audience. No more? Okay. Yes, there are lots of uh, bites at the apple, and our, our sales agents are, are very busy. But uh, 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as my parents keep telling me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well. Okay. More, uh, <laughs> um, well, then. Uh, um, I uh, well, I guess we'll just we can close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, was, it was hard. We had maybe like 200 hours, which you know for some docs isn't isn't terrible. Um, but again, with all the layers and the you know what's what's the story, what's really the story, uh, who whose subplots can we keep, if any, you know. Uh, so it, it was a long post process. Yeah, I think that having done a couple of docs in the past, we've refined our way to kind of organize and sift through footage, and so. Yeah, you can get lost in the weeds because there's so many choices that you have to make. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's like breaking things down into scenes or themes and then trying to assess, like, what's the best way to get to that story beat? Is there, a, is there like, a favorite uh, kind of uh, joke or scene that you had to take out, a baby that you had to get rid of? I mean, Shannon's a soundbite machine, really. He, he, there's so many things that he said that are ridiculous. Uh, I mean, there's a, from Ed's footage back in 2008, there's also this bizarre thing where John was walking along this golf course and he's like, oh, there's my, there's my hawk buddy. And you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden this hawk just like flies down and is like hovering by him. He's like, he's Cinderella. Uh, it, <laughs> Yeah, like it didn't really make the film and wasn't it couldn't use it, but it's an amazing little thing. Um, first of all, love the film. Laughed, I teared up a few times. Um, can you talk a little bit about the soundtrack? Because I thought the music added so much. Like how you got to the soundtrack yeah. that you did. So that was uh, Dan Romer uh, and Asaya said, and Dan uh, scored uh, "Beast of the Southern Wild." which we had kept, you know, just using for our temp soundtrack, you know, all these songs from Beasts of the Southern Wild, then it came time to find a composer, and uh, just so happened, Dan was around. Yeah, I, I think the, the music was very important to maintaining that tone and letting, cueing the audience a little bit into when they could laugh and when they could cry, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of music. We didn't have a lot of moments, of quiet moments in the film, and so Dan and Osei, I think, really knocked it out of the park. I love the soundtrack. Um, and then everything that they, every piece of music in the, in the film was recorded live at Dan's studio. There was no MIDI anything, so every instrument you hear is, you know, one of the two of them probably playing it. Cool, well, um, so the film plays tonight at 11.30 p.m. If you haven't seen it, if you wanna go get some drinks and then go see it late night, it'll be a very, very fun screening, and then I think it plays it again another time. Uh, in Salt Lake at 6, uh, and then Saturday morning at the Yarrow at 9. So you still have chances to go see it, recommend it to your friends. Thanks. Tonight? Oh, at t tonight at 11.30 at the library. Yeah, so you can walk down from Main Street. Um, so thanks, Brian and Clay, um, for showing the film. Thanks for coming and talking oh, today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having guys. us.